really, if I was going to break it down, I mean, we have a whole planning process that we go through with our clients, but it really starts sometimes just with educating a client on why it's important for you to understand their brand. Because, um, mm. you know, part of the, one of the first things we do with clients when they approach us is we, we get on a phone consultation with them. And I think it probably catches people off guard oftentimes because they probably think it's a sales call where I'm going to tell them all about our company <laughs> and how we can serve right. them and what their different choices are to work with us. And instead, the phone call focuses exclusively on them. And, and I explained to them up front, you know, what we do is so tailored uh, to you and your needs and no two brands are alike. Even if you're a dentist and I'm working with a dentist down the street, you're going to market in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so we walk through this exploratory process with them on the phone where we're asking them about their brand. How did you get started? What sets you apart? Um, what, what do you feel your strengths are? Are there any misconceptions that your clients have about you? We can help you break down. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I am joined by a husband and wife photography duo based out of Phoenix, Arizona, Erica and John Hayes. You probably know them as Erica and John. They are branding photographers and work with big brands, small brands, personal brands, uh, all kinds of brands by creating brand content that represents them and their ideal clients well. Today, we get into how to prepare for a branding shoot and the intentionality needed to set yourself apart from other brand photographers who just show up and shoot. Uh, Erica and John are amazing at this, so let's get into the conversation. Uh, Erica and John, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here and uh, really excited to talk to your audience and mm -hmm. see how we can help with what we do in brand photography. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm very excited. Branding photography is uh, something that I've been kind of getting into uh, the last year or two and um, been very interested. And then, you know, uh, got to learn from y'all at a show at United last year, um, which was great. Really loved y'all's uh, y'all's breakout session about that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk today. Um, could y'all give a little little background info about y'all, where you're based, what you what you take photos of? I mean, uh, we've kind of hinted toward branding photography, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're Eric and John. We're a husband and wife team, um, and we are based in sunny Phoenix, Arizona, which mm -hmm. means right now it is beautiful, and uh, we're gonna soak everything up that we've got right now. Um, nice. But the rest of the year, we we spend our time melting in the sun, but it's okay. Um, but we, we work, yes, just primarily with brands. So we work with brands of all kinds, um, from personal brands to product-based brands to full-scale commercial brands uh, to create compelling imagery for their marketing that helps them create brand awareness, helps them sell their products or service, um, and really just acts as a great marketing asset for those companies. Yeah, I think that's something that we've found with brand photography is everybody will speak to finding your niche, finding your niche in your industry. 
And for us, we're like, I, we feel like our niche is just storytelling with our camera, whether that's for mm. a brand that has a product or a brand that's centered around a service they provide, or if it's a brand that's just a person and they're a personal brand, it's our job to tell a story. And so we do work with all kinds of brands, um, all different shapes and sizes. And we just love it. It's so fun because it's different every time. And um, again, just fun to create someone's story through photos. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that like y'all's uh, branding position and everything is so succinct, succinct too. Um, just like y'all talking about that. I was like, oh man, I know exactly what y'all do. <laughs> like if I need branding photos, like, yeah, like I'm excited. Like I want to, I want to hire y'all. Uh, so yeah, that's awesome. And I love that it's like, like you were saying, it's different um, because y'all aren't like, we only do product photography or we only do big brands or whatever it's it's always different and moving around and getting to kind of change it up with with every photo shoot which is which is fun keeps it exciting yeah, yeah. absolutely i think you know there's nothing wrong with being that niched and focused either mm -hmm. like um you know i know some of the people we work with that are getting into this space want to focus on one specific mm -hmm. lane like working just with products or things like that which is awesome but like erica said for us you know we see ourselves as storytellers with our camera like mm -hmm. our challenge and it's and it's fun when it's different every time because it is it's a challenge to tell that brand's story. Um, our, our challenge is to convey their their brand message um, as if it were our own through pictures. And so um, that's why we cast kind of a wide net because it allows us to work on so many different types of projects and really keeps the creativity flowing. Yeah. How did y'all how did y'all get into branding or did y'all did y'all start as branding photographers or did you like pivot in there? So uh, to say we started as brand photographers would be the furthest thing yeah. from the truth. <laughs> yeah, we started as uh, luxury wedding photographers. I wore bow ties and chinos and Erica wore lots of pink and dresses. And if you know us well, um, I dressed up for you today wearing this black button down yeah, shirt. This is, like this we're, is we're my t-shirt and outfit. shorts variety. Yeah. Yeah. So it just really wasn't. Uh, we we had this idea when we had cameras in our hands and decided we were going to make a business out of it, that the only way to be successful was to become a wedding photographer. Mm -hmm. And there was mm -hmm. such a clear path to doing that. There's so much great education, so many great people to learn from, so many great examples of people who have made a very successful career out of being wedding photographers. And so it just felt like this is naturally like, this is what we want to do. This is the direction we have yeah, to it's go. It's like, we have a camera, we are photographers, we want to make money. I guess we got to be wedding photographers. Um, right. and that's, so that's how we started. And, um, I, there was a lot of other things with that. We were wedding photographers plus yeah. a whole list of other things. Yeah, we were, uh, we, I like to tell people, uh, we were wedding photographers, senior photographers, maternity photographers, engagement photographers, baby photographers, dog photographers, book cover photographers. I mean, real estate, don't forget real that. estate. Like, yeah. We had a separate real estate <laughs> photography business. We did everything under the sun for <laughs> yeah. a season. And while I think sometimes that's important so you can find what you're really passionate about at the same time, it's not mm -hmm. sustainable as a business. Mm -hmm. Um, and no, yeah. yeah. And, and so there was definitely a, a long process that we took of figuring out what that passion was yeah. and being able to focus down on it. Yeah. And I, so I think the best way to say it is like brand photography found us because in the middle of trying to do all of those things, we were feeling like, oh my gosh, there's not a single bride in the state of Arizona that wants us because our bride inquiries are taking up like this much of our inbox and all these things that have to do with somebody's business are taking up like this much of our inbox. Yeah. And so we were starting mm. to just be like, oh my gosh, there's a common thread. There are businesses or brands that need photos and that's what people are asking us for. So yeah. brand photography found us. 
That's great. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love that y'all talked about like the, the storytelling behind brand photography too. Cause like for me also wedding photographer, um, kind of got into that, the similar way <laughs> of like, yeah, if I want to make money as a photographer, like weddings is, is where it's at. That's where the big checks are coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, at least that's what everyone was telling me. So that's what I did. And yeah. I love wedding photography. Um, but, uh, but like that, that storytelling aspect of branding photography is not something that I would immediately think of like seeing photos, mm -hmm. uh, you know, branding photos or product photos or anything. Um, I wouldn't think like, oh yeah, there's like storytelling that goes into this, even though I'm receiving a story of what this brand is, what they're doing, what they're selling, what they're wanting to make me feel looking at these photos. Yeah. Um, I don't initially think that. So that's, that's really interesting. I like, I like that y'all really focus on that storytelling aspect of, uh, brand photography as well. Yeah, it's actually one of the things we tell our clients when we're in kind of the planning phase with them is we view mm -hmm. it as our job to 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 tell their brand story, their brand message through their imagery before anyone hears from them or reads a word of copy on their website. So I want if, if, I, if we've done our job well, someone sees an image and starts to build trust, build confidence and understand what the brand stands for mm -hmm. from the moment they see that image before they see anything else. And so in order to do that, we always tell our clients like, you know, for me to create images that tell your brand story, I have to know your brand as if it's my own. Because it's impossible right. for me to tell that story unless I am really familiar with your brand and really know like so, so often we focus um, as business owners on who's our ideal client, like who are we talking to? And with what we do, it's almost taking that a step further. Once we land that ideal client, we have to understand their ideal client mm -hmm. and channel everything in that direction. Yeah, it's like a whole step further, like into like a whole inception type deal. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like, okay, yeah. So my ideal client is you, and now I have to figure out who your ideal client is in order to speak to them. Right. Um, how how do y'all go about doing that? Um, well, I think really, if I was going to break it down, I mean, we have a whole planning process that we go through with our clients, but it really starts sometimes just with educating a client on why it's important for you to understand their brand. Because, um, mm. you know, part of the, one of the first things we do with clients when they approach us is we, we get on a phone consultation with them. And I think it probably catches people off guard oftentimes because they probably think it's a sales call where I'm going to tell them all about our company <laughs> and how we can serve right. them and what their different choices are to work with us. And instead, the phone call focuses exclusively on them. And, and I explained to them up front, you know, what we do is so tailored uh, to you and your needs and no two brands are alike. You know, even Coca-Cola and Pepsi, they both sell dark soda beverages that, you know, I don't know, I'll probably absolutely have people <laughs> rise up with pitchforks and chase me through the street if I say that they taste similar. But I mean, it's a similar product. Some people are really passionate right. about Pepsi or Coke, but they market in a completely they, different they really way. Are. They market in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we I use that example with brands all the time, like. Even if you're a dentist and I'm working with a dentist down the street, you're going to market in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so we walk through this exploratory process with them on the phone where we're asking them about their brand. How did you get started? What sets you apart? Um, what, what do you feel your strengths are? Are there any misconceptions 
that your clients have about you, we can help you break down. I think one of the greatest examples mm. we have of that is uh, is our client Liz Pickle. Yeah, you know that one? yeah, she's a lawyer, and so she's like, for me, the misconception people have is like, oh, there's a stuffy lawyer, like she's gonna be like just you know super buttoned up, and I'm not gonna be able to talk to her. Mahogany desks, you know, like unapproachable. Right, buttoned yeah. Up. yeah, yeah, like she's not gonna be fun, and she's like, I'm so fun. She's like, I have a bubbly personality, <laughs> and I love bright colors, and I love like a bright personality. And so we're like, perfect. We know exactly what to do with you as this type of lawyer. And so it's like in order to, we have to tell our clients in order to get pictures that are going to sell for you, we have to understand Mm -hmm. all of those things because that's the only way to, as photographers, to understand how to create images that are going to be eye-catching to, you know, their prospective clients. So. Yeah, no, I love that because like, just just thinking of a lawyer, like if I was going to go to take some photos, I would think dark mahogany desk <laughs> and like we're going to do like a full like wall of books behind yes. them and like all very serious, buttoned yeah. up, everything, briefcase, um, like anything that you see in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that I think that's so great that y'all like dive deep into their personalities, their brand, what they want to, um, what they want to put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the misconceptions that they want to like <laughs> squash before they even get to, uh, cause I've seen the photos that you took for, for that, uh, that lawyer. And yeah, like looking at the photos, I would be like, Oh yeah, yeah. She's, she's not like, she's definitely bubbly. Like yeah. these are colorful <laughs> and fun. And like, I would not think like harsh lawyer type person. Um, and that would be the kind of lawyer that I would want to hire is, yeah. is someone who's going to be fun and not make, make me feel like intimidated just to talk to them. Like, I don't know what to talk about legal things. I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I promise I didn't do it. Um, but, um, <laughs> have you, how, do, do y'all like run into people who, <laughs> don't have a good grasp on what their brand is or what they want to convey. And then like y'all come in, like, tell us about your brand. And they're like, Oh, I don't even know the answers to this question. <laughs> uh, we do have that happen on occasion. And, um, I guess it's kind of split on how we handle those situations. Sometimes it's a great opportunity to build trust mm-hmm. and, um, you know, really show that client the value that we can bring to them as brand photographers, because we're asking them questions they haven't even thought about for their brand yet. And so all of a sudden they're going like, oh my gosh, wow, look at the value I'm getting out of what I thought was a sales call. Um, that's right. making me ask myself questions about my brand. I haven't even, I haven't even gone here before. Um, and so in some cases they'll, they'll kind of talk that out with us on the phone. And by the end of the call, we've got a great plan. Um, in other cases, I've sent clients back to do their homework <laughs> and I'm just like, look, I love this. This is amazing. Um, love what you're trying to put together, but it's really hard for us to understand your brand if you don't quite understand it yet. So mm-hmm. why don't you take some of the questions we talked about on this phone call, do a little, you know, mm-hmm. introspective searching, kind of flesh this stuff out and then let's talk again. Um, because otherwise you're not going to get the full benefit out of working with us. Yeah. And I think for brand photographers, that's how you set yourself up to being a hero because sure, you know how to work your camera. So you could, you could ignore that part of the process and be like, Hey, meet me at this location and we'll have a session. And then you're going to get there and just like, try to come up with stuff all on your own to where you think like, Oh, this is probably what they need. 
but chances are it's not what they need at all. And so they're going to be left disappointed and then it's going to fall back on you as the photographer. And so it's like having that understanding from them is just really what they owe you so that you can do your job for them in the best possible way. Yeah, I would I would imagine that would like take a ton of the like anxiety and stress of like preparing for a photo shoot or like feeling prepared. Um because whenever you show up, you're like, oh, I already know their brand. I already know what they're wanting to say. I already have all these ideas. And like, you know, we can we can set this all up and then knock it all out instead of showing up and just be like, all right, cool. What are we going to do? <laughs> well, and then you're like and trying to figure it out on the fly. And trust me, that's impossibly hard when you're working like we worked with a patent attorney and I still don't fully understand what he does. Um, so yeah. it's just like there's some <laughs> industries where you're just like, I, I don't understand the the intricacies and inner workings of this or I don't understand. Um, you know, we worked with um, uh Soft scrub or snuggle. We worked with both soft scrub and snuggle. I don't remember which company it was, but we were shooting their products mm. in a kitchen space. And there was a product that was, oh, it was, it was uh snuggle because it was their air fresheners, their plug-in air fresheners. And we're shooting them in a kitchen space. And in the background is a bottle of method soap from Target. And I'm like, we're scratching the area, making sure everything focuses on the product. But I'm like, oh, cool. That just looks like a normal kitchen space in the background. It's going to be soft and bokeh out. We're good. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Because the parent company that owns Snuggle also owns a soap producing company and that's a direct competitor. So we need to scratch that. So there's so many reasons to, to spend the time in advance, really understanding the brand and all the inner workings, because, you know, otherwise you could inadvertently make a big mistake like that as well. And, and you would have no idea. Yeah, you don't know it. It's just an innocent mistake, but, you know, right. it would ruin the photo. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to use it. Right. Yeah. They're like, well, thanks for this photo, but that's our competitor and yeah. another brand that we have. It's like, oh, I didn't even know. Right. Do y'all like do y'all have to do like extra research on brands sometimes and like figure out extra things or like dive through their old uh, photos or ads or something like that to kind of get a better feel or to learn about parent companies and sure what not to include yeah oftentimes with larger brands like that that are going to have like a wide reach that's so wide like that we don't realize they're owned by some you know chemical you know chemistry (laughs) company that produces all these different products um in in those cases typically a brand that size is represented by a marketing agency that has their back and and calls all the shots on that stuff and really helps us be prepared and usually those shoots look like not just erica and i but we'll have a team of representatives from the brand on site and it's like it that shoot in particular, they called it out on site. So super helpful. Yeah. Um, nice. But with, you know, small to medium sized businesses, really the way we discover, you know, what's needed for the overall, um, you know, trajectory of the shoot, but also those ins and outs is through our planning process, which starts with that phone consultation we talked about already, mm-hmm. but then we take it from there and we actually we actually plan out their entire shoot mm-hmm. start to finish before we're ever, we ever show up to the shoot. Um, so we, we had a, we, we learned that lesson a, a difficult way where we used to just show up and kind of, we'd have the conversation on the phone and then show up and try and execute on photos. But what we found is we always left disappointed. We felt like we underserved our client. Like there were things that could have been tightened up in advance that weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind mm-hmm. of adopted a new slogan, which is it's like our promise to our clients. We'll never just show up and shoot. We tell our clients that every time we're never going to just show up and shoot um, because we really feel like in order to have an effective brand photo shoot, it's 50 percent planning and preparation 
50% execution. And if we don't plan and prepare well and do all of that work in advance, then when we show up to execute on the day of the shoot, we're going to fall flat on our face. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I feel like that, like, especially for, for brand photography, but also just like across the board, like planning beforehand and not just showing up and figuring it out. Yeah like during the the paid time where they have you there and it's like, Oh, we're here for an hour or four hours or however long. And then you're using some of that time to figure out like, okay, well I guess we'll get this angle or put this here. And like that, I, I could see showing up with a shot list, um, being so much more beneficial. Um, I've, uh, I took y'all or got y'all's, uh, questionnaire, uh, deal that y'all send out that I, I bought that from y'all a while back and um, use that for a branding shoot that I had a few months ago and they loved that and just felt like it was it was way it exceeded the expectations that they had because yeah. they were like yeah this is a branding shoot like you'll come out take some photos of our products and that'll be it mm -hmm. and then they got this email with all the all those questions that y'all were just talking about like uh, about their brand and what they're wanting to express through these photos and who they're wanting to reach. And they're like, yeah, these were very in-depth questions that like they felt already before I even showed up with a camera that they were in good hands and like, this was going to be an amazing shoot. And then it was, um, but, um, oh, but with that, I, uh, was able to put together a shot list and sent that to them as well, uh, which y'all suggested. Um, and, and they were just like, Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. This is everything that we wanted. Plus like some extra photos in here that we didn't even think about for like Facebook, uh, covered images mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and for me as a photographer showing up with that shot list, it was super easy mm -hmm. because I didn't have to think about what am I going to do next? I don't know. Like, uh, let me try and think about that conversation that I had with them two months ago. Right. Um, but instead had that in front of me, was able to just pull it up and see, Oh yeah, this would be the next one and just check off as I went. And that was, it was super easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, which, and that really is like. the goal is, you know, to allow yourself then when you show up now, you're just being, you're able to step into the role of creative and truly just mm -hmm. exercise that side of your brain and really get creative with the shots and focus mm -hmm. on, you know, the technical aspects of your photography rather than worrying about, wait, what shot are we going to take next? Are they looking at me wondering, do I have a plan? Mm -hmm. Like all of those things or you know, anytime you're having to work under pressure like that and try and come up with the planning in that moment, it's, I don't know about everybody else, but for me, my brain just stops. It's like, yeah. we're not yeah. doing this right now. Um, so okay. when we walk in with that in hand, um, and we actually take all of that planning, we put it into our, um, we have a photo shoot planning template that we use with all of our clients. And, um, you know, we pull together the shot list and all the logistics information. Um, we pull together photo inspiration, composition notes, all of that in this document that we present to our clients. Um, and, and it's great because it allows us, it's kind of like the final step of that planning process for us, where it allows us to collaborate with our clients in advance and make sure, like you said, you, you sent your clients a shot list, like it allows us to give a visual representation as well of like, Hey, this is how we interpret your vision. Uh, do we need to make any tweaks to this so that we're 100% aligned before shoot day? Or are we, you know, do we hit the nail on the head here? Um, right. And then it also, you know, acts as um, a stress relieving uh, 
like planning tool, preparation tool for the client to, you know, if they have prop checklists and things like that built in, then, well, now I'm not worrying. I'm not, I don't have that moment at two o'clock in the morning where I wake up looking at the ceiling going, <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot to grab this, right? It's all done in uh-huh. advance. Well, and I think it's like what you said, doing all of this stuff in advance just makes your client feel like they're being served that much better where they're like, whoa, I wasn't even expecting this. Like I was thinking you were just taking photos. Um, but you know, having like pouring all of that into them before the shoot even happens, just allows them to feel served and just taken care of. And just knowing, like you said, that they were in good hands with you. So that's the goal every time because it's success for them, but then it's also setting you up for success as the photographer. Yeah. Yeah. And then even further on, like whenever they're meeting with other marketing executives Mm -hmm. for other companies or they're thinking about who to hire for the next round, they're like, oh, yeah, Erica and John were amazing. And they like they did all of this before and exceeded what we were expecting. So, yeah, we're definitely going back to them for the next round. And I would imagine that those those referrals would just come a lot um, a lot quicker, a lot easier than uh, than, you know, just just showing up and just being being average, uh, being you know what they expected or whatever, because yeah. uh, anytime mm-hmm. that you can like elevate and and exceed those expectations, not to like set the expectations low to begin with, like, yeah, I'm going to show up with my phone and take some <laughs> photos for you. But like but yeah, that that extra the the extra steps um, are always, always more meaningful uh, for them. Absolutely. Hey, y'all, quick break to talk to you about one of the tools that has completely changed my business for the better, and that is my CRM, Tave. Tave is the most customizable studio management system for photographers. They have everything under one roof um, from embedded contact forms that auto-generate into new leads to income reports, lead source reports, profit and loss statements, very detailed revenue breakdowns, Anything that you want to keep up with your numbers, they've got reports for it. They have built-in contract templates, questionnaires for your clients, easy invoicing and quotes. It is so much. Um, They also, like my favorite part, they have these auto-populated tokens. So in emails, you can put client's first name or ceremony address or even specifics down to like maid of honors, Instagram handle, and it'll auto-populate it so you don't have to figure out which spelling of Caitlin is correct for this bride. So go to lightdarkco.com slash Tave, and that's T-A-V-E, to double your 30-day trial to make it a 60-day trial. And you'd think maybe Tave is like 60 bucks a month or something from all those customizations. No, you can pay as little as 22 bucks a month, which is a lot less than a lot of other CRMs that I've used in the past that didn't do half of this stuff. So again, lightdarkco.com slash Tave, T-A-V-E. Check out Tave and let the power of customization grow your business. A little little pivot in the conversation. I'm always interested uh, talking to to other uh, business owners and and creatives. Is there something over y'all's career in in brand photography, wedding photography, uh, all the things um, that 
Is there uh, like a lesson or something that y'all have learned um, or some advice that y'all have been given that really just changed the way that you look at business or just life in general? Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that sticks out to me the most um, when like being asked that question is it was 2017. We were in a rough spot. We were just like, is this even going to work? Like, are we full, no, full transparency? We were about ready to quit. Yeah. Like we were, we had already almost made the decision. Like we're done. Okay. So yeah, maybe we weren't smiling. Mm-hmm. Like I'm smiling right yeah. now. It was like, like is this, this going to work? <laughs> we're crying. Yeah. We have tears in our eyes and just feeling like, oh my gosh, what are we even doing or attempting this for? And we sent an email to Jordan Demos because they had we had attended their in-person workshop in 2016, which really mm-hmm. set us up for going into our business together. And just we were expressing like our hardship and like where we were at and just like, we don't know if we can do this. And there was like a super awesome email back, but one line in there that stuck with us like ever since. And Jordan had said business or entrepreneurship, one of the two, it's like a roller coaster. There's ups and there's downs. Um, but the only ones who get hurt on roller coasters are the ones who get off the ride too soon. And so it just Mm. has stuck with us that it's like, okay, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs and they're going to drop. And then we're going to probably twist and turn and maybe do a loop-de-loop on the way to that down. If it's anything like Erica Uh at Six Flags on Goliath, you might black out. You might pass out. Like you might have to have medical attention, but Uh you're not going to die. You're, you're going to gain ground. You're going to get your composure back and you're going to get, you know, you're going to get on the next ride to go back up. And I think, you know, throughout our journey and as our business has grown and as we've done other things and, and seen, you know, just, opportunities to continue to grow those times never stop being less scary right like every time you grow it's it's no less scary than the first time you decided i'm gonna do this thing and make a go for it and so um i think one thing that's really centered us with that and erica's actually had these very just blunt conversations with me when we've been in the middle of the like crying on the bathroom floor moments (laughs) um where She's been like, look, we have the decision to make. And if we do this, what's the worst thing that can happen right now? The worst thing that can happen, and it does sound pretty bad, but (laughs) the worst thing that can happen is we lose our car, we lose our house, we file for bankruptcy, we move in with mom and dad and have to get back up on our feet again. But nobody died. Mm -hmm. Everybody survived. We were okay. Mm -hmm. And I I think really like initially the first time she said that i was like do you hear what you're saying this sounds awful but that that doesn't sound good at all it doesn't sound good good. but it was great perspective to realize like though really the worst thing that happens is we eat some humble pie and then Mm -hmm. we pick up and we move on with life and is that really so bad weighted against the what ifs for the rest of your life and so um you know taking that roller coaster analogy you know even further um one thing that stood out to me that someone spoke as well before was like it's always going to feel like a roller coaster, mm-hmm. no matter, no matter what opportunities come to you, no matter how big your business grows, it's always going to feel like a roller coaster. But as long as the peaks get higher and your time in the valleys gets shorter, you're doing good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really love yeah. that because it acknowledges the fact that, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> those moments where you feel like, oh, it couldn't get any better than this. The next day, you almost quickly forget that feeling from the day before. And it could be oh, yeah. hours later, you find yourself in the dip. Um, but as long as your time in those dips gets shorter, because they're going to be there, but as long as it gets shorter and as long as those peaks continue to come, like everything's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was I was just thinking of uh, going on. There's a, uh, the Texas Titan. It's huge, yeah. huge uh, 
roller coaster here. And I remember going on there the first time and just like looking out over Dallas like at the very peak of it. And I was just like, this is amazing. This is so cool. And like, <laughs> as I'm looking around, just like we start going over the end yeah. and then my stomach was up in my throat and all that. But like, I was, I was picturing that as y'all were, y'all were talking about that. Cause a lot of times whenever everything just seems perfect and it's mm -hmm. just like, things are amazing. Leads are coming in. Bank account is full. Like I'm feeling fulfilled. I'm, like on top of delivering these photos and just everything is coasting um, right about that time is usually whenever there's a dip and you start going down and like we just hit a, a pretty big dip like all of January someone was sick in our oh, house man. and just like we had COVID go through <laughs> and we had the flu or something and it was just like every week someone was sick or multiple people and and like that, that has been a dip mm -hmm. into, uh, uh, for the business because a lot of what I'm doing is, is me, yeah. um, you know, I outsource a few things, but a lot of it was like, I, I still have to communicate with people. Um, and, and that felt like a, a pretty big dip there, but like, well now, now I feel like we're coming back up mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and everything is okay. I'm not blacked out anymore. <laughs> we're all right. Like, like I can hold on to the, the restraints. We're, we're all right. Yeah. Um, but like also, um, I was thinking as y'all were talking about roller coasters, I also love roller coasters. Yes. So I may just talk about this for a while. That's great. I um, love them too. I, I, let's John yeah. hates them. So I'm like, I'm up for the roller coasters. John's not, but I am. I love it at the end. Yeah. It's just the beginning. Maybe it's me all up yeah. in my feelings. Yeah. 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 At the end, we're just like, okay, that was, that was cool. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to take a break. Then. Um, <laughs> But um, but like as as you were saying, like there's there's always going to be those peaks mm -hmm. and always the valleys. Um, but like the first time that you go over that peak and your stomach drops and you're going into a valley, it's really scary. The fifth time that you're doing that, it's like I know what's going to happen. Like I can see I've been here before. Mm -hmm. I know this valley is coming it's going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. My stomach's still going to get up to my throat. I'm still not going to feel good. I may black out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but like I've been here before. I know that we can push through and get to the other side and get back up on a peak. Yeah. yeah. Um, and hopefully stay up there a little bit longer. This time. I, I'm glad, John, that I you learned that. that in five dips because I, I think I'm a slow <laughs> learner. Sometimes it takes me like 25 dips before I get that and start to go like, wait, I have uh, been here before. Yeah. It's going to be OK. No, but, but it's, so, yeah, true it's because so true because I can like envision Six Flags Magic Mountain is like my my favorite um theme park oh, yeah. of all time but i can picture the ride of goliath and like i know the turn where the force just gets way too strong for me and it's like i this is where i've blacked out multiple times one of the times oh, yeah. led to a concussion and so it's like it's same thing with your business oh, wow. when you're going into certain seasons or when you're going to launch something or you're trying something new, you just have to remind yourself, OK, this is where it's probably going to get difficult. This is where I'm going to want to jump off this ride and stop and reverse and like not grow because it's uncomfortable. But you're just reminding yourself, I've done this before. It's going to be OK. I just have to, you know, buckle up, like you said, hold on to the restraints or yeah. the harnesses yeah. and get through it. Yeah. yeah, I think with that with that whole idea, too, of not getting off the roller coaster too early, like some some of it is some of it. Yes, is riding out the seasons and the ups and downs and all of that. But another big part of it is just being determined to persevere, mm -hmm. like not letting the one setback just make you go, OK, fine. I tried 
now forget it. Like, uh, mm-hmm. there, there have been so many things we've tried and failed at. Mm-hmm. Um, and you learn from that and then you tweak it and then you try again. And, um, you know, I think so often we're just wired to think like, Oh, I tried, it didn't work. Um, when in reality, it's like, uh, it's so cliche, but how many times did Thomas Edison try for the light bulb before he finally <laughs> got one that worked? Right. It's, and it's, right. it's just oh, yeah. truth, like persevering through that and learning from those mistakes and not giving up if it's something you're truly passionate about. Um, and, and I think that really comes down to having, having something behind what you're doing that's bigger than just the business you're running. Well, and there's an example coming to my mind. I feel like just being super transparent to share of something we tried and so failed at. Like if somebody would have been watching to the side, they would have been like, oh, those poor people. I have no idea what you're about to say. So (laughs) I'm equally as excited. (laughs) Well, it was when we were in the everything phase and we were like, hey, we know what we can do. Let's go outside and set up you know, let's generate some money real quick. Let's set up some mini sessions and we're going to do these for the holidays and we'll we'll (laughs) advertise for it. I even took time making cute little props for the families to hold. And we partnered with a local business to do this, like broadcast it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We had some people say like, Hey, we're going to be there. Sign up for their time slot. The entire day we were there, not a single soul showed up. Ha- oh, no. Halfway through, halfway through the time we were there, the backdrop we had set up, a wind gust came through and split the backdrop in half. <laughs> like it ripped from top to bottom. There was no saving it. If somebody would have showed up, we would have been like, we can't take your photos. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're done. Yeah. And so like sitting there, I was so embarrassed. I was like, what are we trying to do? We don't belong doing this. Clearly it's not working, but on the drive home, we were eating humble pie big time and we were coming up with ideas. Where, where should we pivot? Clearly, this did not work. What should we do next? And so I think it's just finding those times where when you fail, not it, it's OK to feel you got to feel you got to go process the emotions that it brings up and take the time that you need. But just using it to just strengthen you to just try for better next time or to try something new that will be successful because it will be. It's just it's a process. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, and it's not a failure unless you let it become a failure. Mm -hmm. It's, it's always a learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, what can we learn from this? Even if it's just, we need to reinforce this backdrop (laughs) just in case the wind is crazy. Um, Cause I've definitely had those rip before trying to set up something outside and it's like, it was supposed to be a nice day. (laughs) Uh, But um, but yeah, I had, I, I wanted to touch on one more thing mm-hmm. about this roller coaster. Like I said, I'm just going to talk about roller coasters. Hey, we've, we're just going to retitle our common this. thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this is just going to be the roller coaster podcast. Yeah, it's great. Um, but like, I was thinking, like, we're not on the ride alone. Mm-hmm. Um, like, y'all reached out to Jordan and was y'all were like, "Hey, I I need some help." Yeah. And and a lot of times there are other people in our community, other people uh, that you know, we can, we can network with mm-hmm. or reach out to and say like, Hey, I don't know. Like I'm seeing this huge, <clears throat> this, this spin, it lo- it's looking like some like, you know, two or three G's coming <laughs> up and I'm, I'm feeling like I might black out, you know what? And then they can say, Oh, I've been through this before, mm-hmm. or I have not been through this before. I don't know, but like, here's some things to help you prepare, or mm-hmm. I'm going to go with this, go with you and sit right beside you as we're going through. Um, so I love that y'all had that, had Jordan and Amy to reach out to and, uh, and that y'all received that encouragement and just like, we're able to go through. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's one of the things I, I wish 
we all felt more um, able to tap into social media for because say you have 25 followers, that's 25 immediate people that you could send a message to like, oh my goodness, like this is really tough right now. Um, any, any advice, any encouragement you have, that'd be great. You know, just because like you said, we're not alone on it. We have a circle of people if you're on social media for one, but even I would think in your own personal life, someone to just reach out to, um, because yeah, it's so true. There's people behind you on the ride. There's people in front of you on the ride. So no matter where you at, you're at, people have likely done it before you, or they're coming up behind you and doing it and need, you know, you to pass on the encouragement and just really tapping into the community of that, because whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, nobody likes going at things alone. And it just feels so much better when you do feel like you can have that connection with someone to just give you the little boost that you need. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. And, and like with, with branding photography, like I had, didn't really know what I was doing. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm coming in as a wedding <laughs> photographer and I'm not going to shoot this as a wedding photographer because I already know that that's a mistake um, and it's not going to be what they need. And and I was able to find y'all and you know, I'd been following y'all for a while, uh, had um, Anna and Ryan on last year, um, which I know y'all are good friends with them. Yeah. And they're like, you need to follow Erica and John. And I was like, OK, cool. And I did. And then I've just been loving uh what, what y'all put out on social media and everything. And that was, it, it was able like a way that I was able to reach out to someone who was, had been through the ride before. Mm -hmm. And, and I know we've already kind of talked a little bit about like the prep before a, uh, a branding shoot. Um, are there some, some more steps, um, other than, you know, like had that discovery call that like an immediate uh, talk with the client and the questionnaires and all those things and, and lining out a good shot list. Are there some other steps that uh, the listeners can take when they're preparing for a shoot? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, part of what we leaned into and decided to kind of own on mm -hmm. behalf of our clients um, was to really help guide some of the creative process for their shoot that we knew would have uh, an immediate and unreversal, unreversal, un unreversible, <laughs> there we go, unreversible impact on the shoot. And so um, we, we left a, quite a few shoots where we left all of the planning up to the client because they felt comfortable doing it. And then we'd arrive mm -hmm. to, you know, a, a deep, dark dungeon and we're like, oh my gosh, we're having to set up lighting and the shots that they want. Now we're going to be, can we light this space? Yes, mm -hmm. we can light this space, but now it's going to slow us down significantly and we don't have a long enough timeline now. Mm -hmm. And so we, we just left too many of those shoots going, our clients don't know that they need us for this but they need us for this. Yeah. You know, we've shot mm -hmm. in so many places, so many different venues, and we've developed relationships with the people that own those venues. Mm -hmm. And um, we know what shoots well and what doesn't. And even if we're looking at a place um, just from listing photos, like I can tell you what I'm looking for. I'm looking for windows and natural light and not just something that's Photoshopped to be bright, you know? So we've taken some of those planning uh, pieces and made them inclusive of our process, um, which really, allows our clients not to have to worry about that and allows us to serve them the best. Mm -hmm. So, um, we, you know, we take care of 
sourcing locations for them and securing the permissions for those locations for their shoot, um, developing the timeline, developing the shot list, the composition notes, the photo inspiration we talked about, like that's something that we've now adapted as part of our process. That's, it's not, it's not optional. It's not an add on. It's, uh, it's included in our process because without those pieces being done with a photographer's eye, um, I mean, mm-hmm. even let's just talk timeline. I mean, yeah. um, even, from a, a wedding photographer's a wedding, perspective, yeah. it's like right, yeah. <laughs> so unrealistic. Sometimes the requests you get for family photos during the hour you set aside or 45 minutes you set aside for family photos. And sometimes you have to yeah. guide your clients into discovering their priorities and really prioritizing that list, you know, do your best to fill it, but also recognizing we might not get through all this because right. grandma you might really be stuck. need individual photos with every single aunt and uncle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or can we get them all in one? Yeah. Exactly. And that would be leaving the timeline up to mom, like the mom of the bride. If you did that, you would be you would lose your mind on a wedding day because they don't understand the flow and so it really does translate into brand photography for us it's like if they're needing us to style flat lays we know that we have to allow for different you can just throw those together in like two minutes right that's the thing they'll be like oh yeah yeah, well you just roll it out i think it was like 100 flat lays we could probably pop those out in 30 minutes right i'm like oh my gosh (laughs) like if you knew the steps that go into creating a flat lay under pressure Sure, it can be done, but like you don't want to set yourself up to having to do everything under pressure. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, in that planning piece, it's just understanding as a professional what you know you need to do to make the success or the shoot be successful. And that's just, you know, what we've how we've had to implement that into the process. And I think what's been great about that process we've developed in working with clients is we've now had this really cool experience to see it not just work for us, but work for other photographers that have learned from us. Mm -hmm. And now that we've grown a team as well, and we have photographers working on our team, like their introduction to the client and the project is once that style guide is completed and put together and we brief them on the shoot days before the shoot, and then they go execute. And so it's just, it, it really does show you like, there's it's two separate ways of thinking about the shoot because all of that planning, it's been cool to see all that planning and creative work can be done and then handed off to a photographer who knows nothing about the brand. And by looking mm-hmm. through that creative brief, they know what they need to go execute on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then seeing the work that they're able to produce, our team's able pr- to produce based on all of that planning work has just been a really neat experience to see like, wow, this doesn't just work for us. Uh, <laughs> this, this really is a replicable process to follow, to set people up for success. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. Cause then, then it's scalable. Mm-hmm. And then as business owners, you can grow your business and not just be you all the time. Um, which is like, you know, putting into those, uh, workflows and system processes and all those things like in the business side, like that's in the creative side, having those systems and processes where you're just like here, and then I will hand it off to you. And like, they can actually figure it out and you don't have to, you know, babysit them and walk through like, Oh, well, this is what I meant whenever this is this, um, but they can just read it, read through it. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. That that's, it's, uh, sounds like a really, really great process, um, to really set you up for success in, in, uh, brand shoots. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> awesome. Well, cool. Well, I have loved this conversation. Um, I feel like I I got a lot out of it. I loved all the all the brand talk, all the roller coaster talk, <laughs> all, all all the things. Um, before we kind of wrap up uh, this uh, this episode, this conversation, um, there's a part of the show that I like to do where we talk about what we're loving this week. Um, could be you know movie, TV show, a book, uh, a new food, or something that you have found that you're loving. Uh, what are y'all loving this week? 
You can start because I know what you're loving this week. <laughs> this week, I'm loving my new espresso machine. Um, and oh, particularly yeah, yeah. some really great beans I got from a local coffee shop named Mythical. Named Mythical? Called Mythical? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, got, got a new espresso machine. So I'm over-caffeinated and loving life over mm-hmm. here. Um, yes. And thanking God for the coffee bean. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, and for me, I think I'm loving a book that I'm reading um, to try to help shape my new mental space with home educating our kids. It's called Awakening Wonder and just reading little bits and pieces of that um, to get myself like into this new journey that we're on with having our kids at home has been really helpful for me um, to just look at schooling or educating our kids in a different way than um that's not the traditional way of it. So it's been, mm-hmm. been something I'm really getting into. Yeah. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. That, that sounds like a book that my wife and I would be very interested in too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll have uh, show notes or links to that in the show notes. Um, and I will probably uh, follow that link as well. Yeah, you should. <laughs> to it's, get that book. it's Awakening Wonder by Sally Clarkson. And it's just like okay. blown my mind. I'm like, whoa, this is so cool to see how many like how you can so easily learn for me i'm like learning means at a desk with a textbook this thick but it's like so not the case and it's really exciting to think of teaching our kids in a new way um so yeah definitely definitely look into it and and i know we didn't jump on here to talk about home educating your kids as entrepreneurs (laughs) but we could um but it, it has been neat just to take principles from that book and discover the opportunities for our kids to learn throughout the day that aren't you know, they're, they're atypical from mm-hmm. like the normal schooling process. Um, we were just talking to friends yesterday about how um, our kids were playing a game of Skippo yesterday morning while we were drinking our coffee and our son got frustrated with the game. And we were just able to talk to him about like, hey, you see mom and dad sometimes get frustrated with work stuff, but mm-hmm. we don't just quit. Like we keep going, we push harder and we we give it our best. And sometimes you're going to win and sometimes you're not going to win. But you got the you got the cards you were dealt. And so let's play the game. And it's just like yeah. little life lessons like that, that they're yeah. able to learn. <laughs> I think I sat there going, it's a win and it's not even eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, we just <laughs> but, right, because, yeah. but because I had read that book, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's right. They're learning and it's just an experience through a game. So it's really cool. It's been opening my eyes mm. in some really neat ways. So, yeah, that sounds really good. I um, so I was I was homeschooled and like we traveled a lot uh, when I was a kid. So I was definitely taught a lot of the out of the box type stuff because yeah. um, I was not in the classroom mm-hmm. and I didn't even have a desk. So <laughs> uh, there, there was a lot of um, kind of just like incorporating things Mm -hmm. uh in life into teaching uh but even even so like growing up through that with our own kids i'm just like i don't even know like i it's it's hard to to point those out and to see those like teachable moments uh so yeah i think that book would be very interesting to just kind of go through and and be able to like open my eyes a little bit more to um to, to having more teachable moments instead of just like, well, you know, I don't know. You're frustrated at the game. Stop playing the game. Go <laughs> yeah. play with something else. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I'm drinking my coffee right now. Don't bother <laughs> yeah. me. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Awesome. Well, that's cool. Okay. So coffee and a book. Yep. Um, that sounds good. Um, I, this week I am loving, um, Ozark season four. Um, the, the TV show or whatever. I don't know. Netflix show. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's super dark. Um, if, if you don't like dark things, uh, and 
drug pins and stuff like that, uh, then maybe don't watch it. But um, I, I think it's really well written and directed. Uh, Jason Bateman does a great job of, of directing it um, and starring in it. But um, yeah, they recently released season four um, on Netflix and I just finished it recently. Uh, or I guess it's like the first part of season four. I think they broke it up into two for some reason. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. It's a good show. Um, it's not uh, kid friendly. OK, good um, to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good uh, if you're going to listen on your phone with your with your earbuds. in. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good show for that, uh, which is how I watch like everything. Mm-hmm. It's either while I'm washing dishes or while I'm cooking dinner. Like that's that's my TV time. Oh. Um, so uh but yeah it's it was it was really good i liked it uh it's it's a little bit different some new characters uh and a lot of different twists uh especially in the first episode uh so yeah wow uh, and the previous three seasons are also really good he's built that up that might have to be something How we look we at. <laughs> we've never we've never watched it but um i'm typically not into dark or intense type shows just because they mm-hmm. suck me in too much but I don't know. Maybe that said, we've been really it. addicted to watching like to catch it's, a smuggler and uh, trafficked and all these uh, other yeah. shows lately. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. yeah, pretty intense. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> With those shows, you would probably like this one okay. a lot. It It's I mean, it is darker. It's also like visually dark. Um, just the the color grading yeah. and everything. But um, but yeah, I, I think it's a it's an interesting story. It's a family who like kind of finds out that uh, his Jason Bateman's business partner was like dealing with this drug dealer. Uh, and that's where he was like investing money from their business. Um, mm-hmm. and then something happens to him and then the, the, uh, the cartel or drug dealers or whatever, just like, all right, Jason, you're going to repay us. Like you're going to launder for us now. Um, and it's just this family just figuring out, Okay, I guess we're like money launderers. How do we do this? And oh, like they move out of Chicago to the Ozarks, and okay. uh, yeah, and then hijinks ensue and things happen, and uh, they're learning on the fly, and uh, yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> um, I've enjoyed it. So, awesome. uh, but yeah, that's great. Yeah, Ozark season cool. four. So. All right, well, Erica, John, I have loved this uh, getting to chat with y'all this morning. Um, where can people find y'all? Where can they follow along, learn more about uh, brand photography? Yeah. Um, so you can find us at ericaandjohn.com um, or on Instagram. You'll find Erica. I'm not on social media. Sorry to everyone. But actually, I'm not sorry. You're, you're welcome that I'm not on social media. Um, he makes guest appearances. I do make guest appearances. Yes. I was, was going to say, yeah, you, you pop up every now and then. Uh, but yeah, at Erica and John on Instagram is a good place to find us. And then um, actually, John, we'd like to open up um, we have a full course on planning and styling for brands um, and it's that yeah. process that we started talking about a little bit on this podcast with you today um, from a to z so from top to bottom understanding brands how to get the information out of them to plan and then how to ultimately style and bring all of that together for a brand photo session and we'd love to make that available to all of the light and dark podcast uh, listeners um, at a discount so we've got a special link set up ericandjohn.com forward slash light dark uh, 30% discount to that course uh, for any of your listeners that might be interested in learning more. Awesome. That's amazing. Thank you all so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. I will. I'll definitely have uh, have that link in the show notes as well. And I'll post it in the Facebook group uh, for everyone watching uh, here live or before uh, this goes live on Spotify and Apple and all those places. Awesome. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. 
Awesome. Well, cool. Well, thank you all again for, for coming on the show. I, I really enjoyed it today. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank it's you been so great. much. Y'all, how great was that conversation with Erica and John? And how great are they? Like, seriously, I could just chat with them all day. Um, I know that I've learned a ton from them uh, when it comes to branding photography and serving those clients well. And I hope you took away some great tactics uh, to implement into your business. Again, check out their planning and styling course at ericaandjohn.com slash light dark to get 30% off. How generous is that? As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 107. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. Join us for the next live episode by joining the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group on Facebook. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. All the ads in today's episode are affiliate partnerships. You can get a great deal while they give us a little kickback, it's a great way to support this free podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Erica and John are at Erica and John. And that is John with no H. You can find me, John with an H, at All Heart Photo. Subscribe if you like the show. Leave us a review. Show some love. Share it with your friends. I always like making new friends. Until next week, I will see you in the Facebook community. Bye.